Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, Life as a, a show focused on exploring and unearthing the details of professions and the people behind them. I'm your host, Christopher Schoenwald. High school. What thoughts come to mind? What were you doing then? What were you thinking about? If you're like most, you might have had a barrage of mental imagery based around friendships, perhaps concerts, a bit of studying, a bit of mischief, or even your first full-fledged romance or two. But did you have any recollection or memories about small business or branded apparel? No? Well, how about e-commerce or initiatives aimed at supporting youth and mental health? That ring a bell? No? Now, I can't say that any of that last bit springs to mind for me at least. Well, on today's show, our guest is someone who is currently immersed in most of what the typical high school experience is all about. That's because he is a high school student. What makes his story different, however, is that he also has one foot firmly entrenched in the world of business and entrepreneurship, as you'll soon hear all about. Gabe Rossiter is an 18-year-old student entrepreneur who is currently the small business owner of a company called Belong a branded apparel e-commerce-based business that supports youth and mental health. Through his entrepreneurial venture, Gabe has appeared in multiple newspapers, magazines, and radio interviews. Add podcasts after this. Aside from his business, Gabe is a leader amongst his school peers, as he is the student senator and student trustee for the Blue Water District School Board of Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada. Gabe is currently finishing his grade 12 year at Owen Sound District Secondary School and will be headed off to university to study business administration this coming fall. As extroverts go, Gabe fits nicely into this category as he's known for his positive attitude and interpersonal skills, which have surely contributed to his early success in life. Through the running of his business in concert with his passion of supporting others, He's been undoubtedly laying down a pathway of inspiration for those around him to follow, including both young and old. His ethos and strong adherence to the belief that one can accomplish anything in life if proper attention and effort has been put forth is a mantra that has served him well. Gabe, I'd like to extend a hearty welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. That was a very humbling intro. (laughs) No, I'm really excited to get into this today. I mean, uh, your story is quite compelling for so many different reasons. So yeah, why don't we get right into it? Sounds amazing. Okay. All right. Well, the first segment is something called Coloring Wikipedia. And as my listeners might know, uh, this is a segment where I just read off a definition of the actual profession. Um, I like doing this for a couple of reasons. One, it brings everyone up to speed on, you know, what you are doing, what you're involved with. But then also, too, I think it's great for the guest as far as offering a jumping off point. Sometimes there's things that aren't included in these definitions, but are very much part of, you know, what that person does. So I've got you down here for entrepreneur, of course. And let me just read that off for you. Okay. Entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is an individual who creates a new business, bearing most of the risks and enjoying most of the rewards. The process of setting up a business is known as entrepreneurship. The entrepreneur is commonly seen as an innovator, a source of new ideas, goods, services, and businesses or procedures. 
All right, there it is, Gabe. Admittedly, definition is pretty basic, quite general. Um, however, within the context of being both, you know, a student and entrepreneur simultaneously, um, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so the definition itself, I would agree. Yes, it is. It is a bit basic, but it does have some great components to entrepreneurship. Now, for me, um, some things that were included in the definition would be courage. Um, as entrepreneurs, we're very courageous. We're taking risk, right? We're constantly balancing the risk, the cost, um, anything like that. And it does take so much courage to put your first step forward and make the decision if you're going to go in or not. And I think that's something that is a bit underrated among entrepreneurs that people don't realize how much courage you need, as well as motivation. Um, they need constant motivation to keep their business going, to keep their idea going, to create the next step into their entrepreneurial venture. So those are two things. Um, I would definitely agree. Uh, innovator, yes, 100%. Entrepreneurs are clearly innovators, um, constantly creating new ideas, goods or services, like you mentioned, or even business. But yeah, you know what, in my opinion, Chris, definitely uh, courage, huge amount of courage for entrepreneurs, motivation. And yes, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurs are so, so heavily involved in, uh, in um, new ideas. And like I said, they're, they're 100% innovators. So mm. what about some of the other aspects of the business? For example, say on the, I don't know, the, the financing or say even the accounting, like that, that side of it as well, the stuff that maybe is less appealing perhaps to some, but is very much part of that whole experience. Yeah, you know what, that that's a great statement there, Chris. So I, I would say yes, with entrepreneurship, I feel like it's good to have a small understanding of a lot of things. Now that might that may seem a bit odd, but like you said, it's good to have a so for example, when we look at entrepreneurship for, for my business, for example, I needed to know some basics of accounting, um, marketing advertising, communications, um, public relations, stuff like that uh, to get the business up and running. Because um, as entrepreneurs, we're almost a mix. It's like it's like putting a bunch of attributes into a blender and blending it all up. And that's an entrepreneur, right? Um, you have a knowledge of multiple different um, of things and uh, of, of knowledge. And, and yes, yeah, so I would say um, being an entrepreneur, you do have to know the basics. Like I said, maybe um, if you're launching a business, accounting, marketing, advertising, public relations to really get your business up and going. And and, and especially when you're going into an industry and business, um, it's just great to have an, um, an overall understanding of little components uh, in the business world. So that, yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, well said. When, when did this process start for you? I mean, you're what, 18 right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and the company, sorry, the company started, like when did you launch? Yeah. So Chris, my company, so I originally um, had the idea in February of 2020. Now the company did launch in the late August of uh, 2020. So yeah, it's been running for yeah a year and a bit now, more than a year and a half. And it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of funny how it, uh, how it started. So when I was uh, in February, 2020, I was, uh, I was in Cuba and I was on a family vacation. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. I, I do enjoy telling this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I was on the uh, beaches of uh, Cuba and I've always had an interest in entrepreneurship. I've always wanted to create something uh, and, you know, be your own boss. I mean, that's the beauty of an entrepreneurship, right? Or being an entrepreneur. So I was actually uh, on that trip. I was with my, uh, my uncle, Chris, and my family, my mom, dad, uh, everybody. And um, I sat down one day and I'm like, you know what? I want to just put uh, pencil to paper and say, you know what, let me just write some ideas of a possible idea for, for maybe the summer. I can maybe do this as a summer project or something. So 
kind of came up the idea just brainstorming um and i i wanted to do an apparel company i wanted to, to make an apparel company and uh with belong um you know there's that meaning to it so when i was creating when i was you know putting putting pencil to paper and i was okay i i want to i want to do it i want to be uh you know have an apparel company but i didn't quite have the meaning behind it so I, I I wanted to you know add two and two together. So I, I had the apparel, but I wanted to have a meaningful definition behind it or a why. And that's what, mm. as business owners know, why the why is so important. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything, right, Chris? So I I found mental health to be my my number one um, my number one why because mental health is such an important important issue and, and something that is not talked about enough. And as a teenager, uh, someone in high school, um, mental health issues do arise in high school. I mean, at, at anyone's uh, point of life, but you do hear a lot about it in that high school and issues of uh, depression or anxiety. But anyway, so I thought um, mental health was a great, great why behind it. So um, after the trip to Cuba came home, I did a bunch of research on uh, e-commerce because I, w- I needed a platform to create this, right? I can't just go and buy a piece of, you know, buy a piece of real estate and, and open a bricks and mortars because that's just, it's not on my price range, right? I mean, right. it's really hard for anyone to do that, right? Starting out. So I, uh, I chose the e-commerce route and I did uh, so much research into it. I, um, you know, I looked through multiple uh, e-commerce platforms. Now Shopify being the most popular, the most user-friendly I took advantage of. So, um, yeah, that basically got the ground rolling. So after my research, I, uh, I was in uh, contact with my uncle Chris and we would, you know, he's a huge influence in my life, uh, him himself being an entrepreneur and he's, yeah, he's helped me a lot with it. So we would have back and forth, uh, just zoom calls and, uh, you know, seeing how my ideas kind of brought in anyway. So I found this, um, I found this grant opportunity. Now grants are a wonderful thing, right? Um, I say it's free money, but you have to put the work into it, right? So that's 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 the beauty of the grant. So I found something called Summer Company. Uh, now it's a grant through the Ontario government, and it's basically a grant they give out to. It's a program that they give out uh, multiple grants to for student entrepreneurs. So you have to uh, create a hefty business plan. Now I'm not saying I mean compared to two other two other business plans, I'm sure it wasn't you know large scale, but. Uh, for uh, you know, a 16-year-old at the time, I was like, wow, this is a lot. So um, I, I applied, um, I did the business plan, and I actually went through the Small Business Enterprise Center in Collingwood. And uh, I, uh, I ended up getting the grant. So like I said, I had to apply for it. So I was a bit nervous. You know, there could be the potential that I, I, I couldn't get it, right? And that would have course, been yeah. a, a bit hard financially, right? So I uh, got the grant. From there, I uh, I was part of the summer company program, so we had you know biweekly meetings. Uh, now this is now this part of the story is in probably mid mid summer, so June July, yeah. and we would have biweekly meetings, uh, mentorship. We would all all the um, student entrepreneurs would get together on Zoom. Now with COVID being in effect, right? This is an, another factor, right? So right, uh, of course, yeah. at the time there was a big tr- transition to uh, online. So anyways, we had biweekly meetings. Um, it was just great to have that mentoring. And then, um, yeah, they gave us lots of guidance to entrepreneurship, how to get our um, business going, whether it's marketing, public relations, communications, mm. uh, web, web presence. Yeah. And uh, that's what they really helped out with. And then, yeah, I hit the, uh, hit the go button on Shopify um, late August. And that whole time I was just creating the website. So I just did it all by myself. I found a template that I really liked on Shopify and I stuck with it. I got a professional photographer to take some photos. 
I uh, put in, you know, my why, like we were talking about before I put it all on the website, I wanted to make it mine, right? And that's, that's what I like about it too, because that website, you know, it's my website, it's it's my my blood and sweat, let's say, but yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, that that's how it kind of started. And anyways, that's that's where it's it's gone from there. So that's really the that's really how Belong really got started. So yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, it seems like you had a, a number of things that uh, you know aligned. You know, first and foremost, you know, your own motivation, your efforts, and your drive. You know, all those things, of course. Without that, you've got nothing, as you would you know fully be aware of. But then also too, it sounds as though like the ecosystem around you having these programs and opportunities, um, you know, program within Ontario, Canada to help support, you know, young entrepreneurs like that, allowing for these, you know, conversations to be had uh, with, you know, potential mentors and, and people that are, you know, going through similar things that you are, you know, growing pains perhaps and, and learning along the way. Yeah, it would sound as though it's all amounted to to where you're at right now. And I mean, um, we're certainly going to get into this further, you know, in the episode, but, um, for anyone who does go and check out his website, the the first thing you'll, you'll notice is that this does not come across as some little side project here. Like this has most definitely a professional feel. And, uh, I, I'm sure you'd also be equally shocked that this is coming from somebody as long as young as yourself. So yeah, big hats off to you, Gabe. Thank yeah. you so much for that, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Well, why don't we skip on over into our first segment, you know, our second segment here, a Q&A discovery. I've got some more questions I'd like to, uh, to explore with you. Um, as far as the business, you kind of explained a little bit about it there, but could you dive in a little bit more about Belong, you know, as far as its model and its mission? You did speak to these points a little bit, but maybe you could expand on that. 100% Chris. So yes, like I uh, like said before, so Belong is a branded apparel e-commerce based business that supports youth and mental health. So the way that Belong does this is by donating 10% of all purchases uh, to the CMHA Youth Awareness Program. Now, the CMHA is the Canadian Mental Health Association, a great organization um, I've had, you know, throughout my high school career and even uh, middle school, elementary school. I've had presentations done by them uh, to talk about mental health, uh, even from a young age. And I think it's made a really big impact on me. Amazing people. Anyways, that's why I, I chose them as my organization. And anyway, so Belong, it's a, in a way, it's a social enterprise, right? Um, there is the apparel aspect, but it's, it's the, the whole point of it is apparel with meaning. And yeah. that's, that's the two and two. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and what I found, Chris, is that um, a lot of people ask you, oh, why did you choose apparel for mental health, right? So when you think of an advertising standpoint, so you think uh, you see clothing every day. Everyone's wearing clothing and you, you really can't come out without clothing, right? <laughs> so um what I found is it's like if you can create something that everyone that a bunch of people can see every day and ask about it, then that's amazing. So what I found is when even when I wear some of my own apparel, I, I'll, I'll get asked about, it. oh, what, what's that shirt? What, what's what's the uh, what's what's the pillars on the back? mean? so um, which is what I, what I should tell you, the four pillars of belong is inclusivity, hope, health and awareness. And those are the four big attributes to overall mental health um, and, and positive mental health as well. So I created, I carried the apparel and the mental health together and put it, uh, put it on apparel because like I said, it's something that everyone can see every day. It's easy to ask about and it just gets the conversation going because if someone asks uh, you know, a customer of mine who has bought something, say, oh, what is that shirt? Can you explain to me what's belong mean? What's the, what's the puzzle logo mean? And when they explain it, they'll say, wow, this is great. Maybe I'll look more into mental health or maybe that'll get the conversation going or, or maybe 
you know, so it's just, that's why I created it. And that's why mm-hmm. I think it's unique, right? Because we see a lot of apparel now, which it can be, you know, have an amazing design, amazing feel from, from a quality standpoint. But uh, I believe apparel with meaning is the number one selling point. And it is the best as an entrepreneur. It's the best thing that, that you're not only selling, you know, great quality apparel, of course, but it's the meaning behind it. And that's, yeah. that's what I love. Yeah. So. You know, a couple of things you said there are really interesting. You know, one, of course, um, you know, the meaning aspect to it all, even for myself now, I'm finding, you know, the types of purchases that I make are going to be, especially when it comes to clothing, but not limited to clothing, are aligned with values that, you know, I stand for and I believe in. And there's substance to that. There's there's depth to it, as opposed to what you said, I means something that might have a nice design to it, but, you know, is quite shallow, really, in nature. So, yeah, it's certainly been a trend. I've noticed that within the market. Obviously, you have as well. Um, but the second point as well, what I find really uh, interesting about this is that, you know, how you've, uh, I guess, chosen the, the, the social cause or issue um, and how your brand fits into that. I mean, a big part of mental health, we had a guest on the show earlier in the year, is, like you said, it's about starting conversations quite simply, it can be a really challenging topic to have for people. Although things are getting better, it is getting easier. It's still, you know, especially for the first time, probably for somebody, it is a difficult thing to, uh, to take on. But what I like about your brand is that it offers, like you said, that opportunity for a conversation to take place. And it might not necessarily start in a way that's like centered on that person and his or her personal issues. But it's addressing a bigger, uh, a bigger cause, a bigger point that allows for, you know, maybe segues into the personal side a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I think that's really quite compelling. Uh, really interesting. Thank you so much for that, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do have another question for you here, Gabe. Um, as far as the business goes, what have been some of the more challenging aspects of running it? Again, coming from the, the context of you being a student at the same time, I mean, there, there's got to have been points where you know, sacrifices. I mean, there's sacrifices in any business, you know, as we all know. But, you know, when you're trying to have this life within high school, and, you know, when I was reading the bio, all those things that are involved with it, or there had to have been some points at which, you know, you had to like, step back and say, no, no, I've got some business commitments here. I don't know. Could you speak to that point? hundred percent, Chris. That's a, that's a great question. So yes, being a student entrepreneur is an interesting title, because it's kind of hard to pair the two where, you know, you're a student, you're dedicated to school, you're immersed in the social aspect of school, you're in clubs, teams, and then entrepreneur, which is probably the one thing they have to put the most hours into, right, to, to make it successful. So I found, Chris, um, you know, drawing positive. So something um, that I found that, that I found pretty cool about the story is that I started the business amidst a uh, pandemic. And I took advantage of that for several reasons, because at the time when I started it, uh, school was online um, and I was able to do the schoolwork. And then afterwards, I would just go right into the business. So it allowed me to have balance, which is key to any entrepreneur. I'll just say that right now. Balance is a 100% a must. So anyways, uh, having, like I said, during the pauses from the pandemic, I had online school, so I couldn't have really any clubs, any teams at the point of the pandemic where it was just kind of new. And it was, it was pretty it was a scary time for everyone, right? Yeah. Because a lot of uncertainty, even going to a grocery store was like, it, it was a really, really uneasy, right? So I had all these positives. So since I wasn't really able to see my friends as much, to be able to go to school in person, 
I'm like, you know what? I can put so many hours into this. So I put probably the most hours um, in the first couple months uh, of, uh, of the pandemic because um, really the whole world was really shut down and uh, it gave me this opportunity. So um, yeah, I took advantage of the pandemic and, and like, like I said, like I said, Chris, um, even now, um, you know, COVID's being uh, kind of like a new norm now and I'm, I'm, I'm back at school in person. Um, it comes back to balance. And I'm since I'm also uh, the student trustee for my board and student senator, that's another job in itself, too. But it's all about time management. And I think that's a really large aspect to entrepreneurs as well, or, or even anyone in life, anyone out there, time management is huge. So I really try to, you know, I really try to balance out my day, uh, prioritize, prioritize items. And even I have this awesome app called Todoist. Um, I would put in, you know, daily tasks I wanted to complete um, and it, it really helps. So the reason why I'm still able to do this is all because, like I said, my, my motivation, my time management, just my balance, because I, I love doing it. And as entrepreneurs, you know, no, they do it because they love it. Like I would not have start, started Belong if, you know, if I didn't love it and if I didn't love the meaning behind it, because I feel like when I'm selling Belong, I'm selling myself. And as entrepreneurs, that's what sometimes people don't think, right? Uh, as an entrepreneur, you're not just selling a good or service or a product, you're selling yourself because that's why people buy it. And that that's why it's amazing, right? So I would say, Chris, like I said, balance has kept me sane. Uh, motivation has kept me running. And yeah, that's uh, that, that's how I, I'm still able to run it. So yeah. yeah, no, no, well said. I mean, it really strikes me as well, the fact that, you know, what you're explaining right now, if somebody was just listening right now and had missed the the intro here, I don't think anyone would necessarily be thinking that, ah, oh, this is this is somebody who is a student, student entrepreneur right now. The way you're sounding is as though you've been at it for years. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of wisdom in what you've been saying. So yeah, hats off to you. I mean, I think that unto itself is probably playing a large role in a lot of this early success that you've been experiencing. So returning to the question, though, I'd like to take it the other direction. As far as you, know, you mentioned some of the things that maybe, you know, you, you might miss out on a little bit, but, you know, this being balanced out by just the, the love and passion that you have for it. What else do you think are things that maybe some of your peers might be missing out on by not doing something like you're doing at the moment? Yeah, that, that's a great question, uh, Chris. So I think for me, this has been the biggest learning uh, curve in my life. I've... Uh, having a business is just you're teaching yourself constantly you're learning constantly you're getting such a great understanding of multiple industries multiple aspects of business and uh i found like it's just been one of the most beneficial experiences and um wealth of education and knowledge that i've ever gotten so i think um you know some students may miss out on this opportunity of being able to run your own business and to learn simultaneously because that's what I love about it. And it has made me such a better candidate or prospect for future jobs or, or in business because I, I have, I feel like I've gotten a, a, a broad knowledge now at, at a young age. Um, and it's also taught me too, uh, career wise, it's like, I know what I'm interested in now, right? Uh, for example, through Belong, I've realized, you know what, I'm, I'm a bit of a sales guy. I'm not going to lie. I feel like, uh, you know, through my personality, I've really come a long way, you know, uh, communications wise. I mean, I've always been an outgoing person, but, you know, this is great experience in, in itself. Being on a podcast is able to showcase yourself and your business. But um, communication has been so important. I've learned so much about marketing, finances, 
even taxes more than uh, more than ever too. And it's just the whole component of just being an entrepreneur, learning constantly, getting knowledge outside of school. Now, personally, I, I love school. I think it has a high value, but there's certain things in life where it's not always going to be school, right? Uh, so let's call it out of the textbook, yeah. uh, genuinely speaking, right? So this has given me out of the textbook uh type material and stuff to uh to learn and that's that's what's so beneficial and it's it seriously no matter what industry you're going into even if it's in business if you want to start up you know a cooking shop or something it's going to give you um an amazing view on multiple aspects of business it's gonna it's gonna you know um amplify your creativity which i found too because being an entrepreneur is very, it's very creative as well and overall, I just say, you know, if you have an idea, just go with it. And being an entrepreneur or even a student entrepreneur, there's the gains outweigh the risk 1,000 times. So yeah, yeah. I, say <laughs> I, I think one thing that, you know, I could add to this as well is, is probably just the relevancy, you know, the relevancy of, of what you're learning. I mean, it's one thing to be opening up a book and diving into it and studying it. It's another to be perhaps doing that, but then also living that experience as well and seeing some of the decisions that, you know, that, that you make play out, maybe based on theoretical knowledge or otherwise, you know, your own intuition, intuition or gut. Yeah, th those experiences are raw and they hit home and they hit hard a lot faster, you know, for better, for worse at times. But those are things that are going to stick with you. So I, I could see that side definitely, definitely playing a large role in this as well, perhaps. Okay, well, I have another question here for you. And this one's on the side of mentorship. You know, every good entrepreneur along the way is usually aligned him or herself with someone to kind of fill in some of those gaps of knowledge. You know, it's almost like an unwritten rule in entrepreneurship. Once you've proverbially made it, you oftentimes will go back and lend a helping hand to someone else and, and guide them along. For you, has there been anyone in particular that's kind of helped? Yes, Chris. So I... You know, whenever I talk about my business, I got—I have to say—it is a group effort. So whether it's my family and friends, every been everyone has been so so supportive. Um, no one has stood my way and been like, "Gabe, don't do this. It's a bad idea. It's too risky." Everyone's been very encouraging. My family's been amazing with me. My friends have been so encouraging as well. But um, I have had some mentors, and I still have mentors um, um, in my life. So. Um, the first one I like to talk about, so I am uh, from the Small Business Enterprise Center in Collingwood. Um, when I did the summer company program, uh, his name's Tim Newton, and he's the manager of the Small Business Enterprise Center. And he's the one, I spent a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with him um, amidst the program. Uh, he gave me lots of guidance. He, it was just really great. He made the program very interesting, and I still keep in touch with him now. Um, he's a great guy, just a wealth of knowledge, right? So he's, uh, he's been great. He was really what made the program stand out for me. Hmm. He's just an overall awesome guy. And, um, the second one I want to talk about is finally enough, my uncle Chris. So my uncle Chris has been just an, an amazing mentor. Um, I've always had such a great relationship with my uncle Chris. I've always looked up to him, um, with what he's done with Brand Boulevard. You know, I was, I was born in 2004. He launched Brand Boulevard in 2007. I was, I was there at some of his, early, you know, conventions and his meetings, and I was seeing what he was doing. And it's always interesting, right? And, you know, he's, he's just such a, he's such a great guy. And he's been just so amazing with me. He's given me his tools um, to success. He's, you know, he's really, he's really the guy who's helped pr propel this business with, uh, with me. And it's just having that relationship with him has been, it, it's been bar none, right? Um, so, you know, as when I started the business, we would have the bi-weekly meetings and he would check in with me 
and um, we would talk about things and he would, you know, he would help give me deadlines and he kept me on track, but it was just so awesome, right? Because he, he gave me motivation for the business, which I, which I needed, right? Because when you have, when you have a mentor and you have the weekly meetings, it's like, you can, um, you know, kind of uh, write down your ideas and say, okay, next time we meet, we're going to work on this, but he's just been great. He's given me so many resources, connections. He's, uh, he's been there for me. He's, he's been just so encouraging. He's just been, he's just been amazing. So I, I can't speak highly enough about my uncle Chris. And uh, yeah, like yeah. I said, th- this business is really, has been a group effort and it's, it's yeah, bar none, just family, friends, like some uncle Chris, Tim Newton, yeah. just shout out, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They sound like as though they're uh, textbook examples of filling that, that role of, uh, of mentor. Yeah. And also too, really quickly, uh, I'd like to add for reference for some of the listeners of the show, uh, not too long ago, I had um, a company president on Sean Lichtenberger, who is also the co-founder with uh, Gabe's uncle, Chris Sinclair of brandboulevard.ca. So um, if you have a second, you can go back and listen to that episode uh, to learn more about their business. But um, this is showing a different side as well to both of them, uh, as far as, you know, the, the influence and reach and you know, what they've done and, and how they're helping you out, uh, as far as running this, you know, wildly successful company. So, all right, well, let's shift on over into a new segment here, Gabe, we're into a water cooler story segment. And basically, as my guests will know, it's just a segment where I ask uh, guests to indulge listeners with a story relating to their profession. So yeah, take it away. Oh, thank you, Chris. So yeah, I was uh, I was thinking a lot about uh, a lot about this story and thinking, you know, what I could use for my water cooler story. And I think one comes to mind for sure. Um, and this goes back all the way, you know, starting the business. And anyway, so back in, um, like I said, started started the business, uh, the idea of it back in February 2020. I was very excited. I, I was I was nervous. I had all these emotions going on. I, you know, I would constantly be like, oh my goodness, like, is this, is this going to be too much financially? Am I going to be okay? Can I balance school? Can I do all this? And a lot of it too was, um, and it comes to hitting the goal button on Shopify. So this is where the story kind of takes place. I, this was the moment where, where it's kind of like, okay, I hit the go button. Something can happen where, where, where no one can go on the site. No one can, can buy anything. Like there's always that risk, right? Cause I put all this money behind it and now I'm just releasing it out to the world. And it's like, well, either people will look at it or people won't or people will invest in it. Right. So anyways, I put it up and, uh, I just had so many emotions, right. I was just like, wow, this is such an accomplishment. Um, you know, like I said too, Chris, this is really what I, what I see belong as, is an experience, not only, not only business, but an experience as well. So when I hit the go button, um, it just, it, it went, it went my way and I was just overwhelmed. Uh, people, uh, you know, people were buying merchandise uh, and people were, um, people were just commenting and sharing my story. And I think this is, this is part of the story. Um, my biggest form I would say of success is not by sales. And I say this because with the company, I am trying to influence people with mental health and to get the conversation going. So sales, although, you know, sales have been great way more than I expected, but this is where it comes down to. So I had, um, someone reach out to me who's a uh, mental health advocate and, uh, his son, um, unfortunately committed suicide. And he, um, and I've, I've known him for a little bit. And anyways, he reached out to me and he said, Gabe, what you're doing is absolutely amazing. He wished that there was something uh, like this when his son um, was, was alive. And I was just, um, I was just taken away. And I, and I, um, 
that's to me success of, of having giving people these resources and giving the conversation going and that's that's the biggest thing right chris because when people reach out to me and you know i i sure i think the sale is great of, of, of a t-shirt or anything like that but when, when when people reach out it really gets to your heart right and it's like wow people are not just viewing this as an apparel company and that really just struck me and it's it's the whole story of just you know, pursuing your passion and, and, and really just, if you have a love for something and, and you want to get a message out there, then you can do it. And I think the biggest thing for entrepreneurs and just through this story, I guess it can be, um, it can be heard, but I think if you have a passion, do it. And if you, if you're interested in something and you want to learn more information or, or you want to be, and you want to start your own business with a message behind it, you, you can do it. And this water cooler story is just kind of amplifying how, I was able to start this business, but also make a positive impact and how success to me was from that comment that person made. And, and that's, it's just amazing. And it's very overwhelming because um, I just, I didn't expect it. I, I, I had nothing, uh, nothing to really expect when I, when I hit the go button, but really that to me, that defined success to me that I was able to reach out, um, you know, launch my business and people were able to grab the social aspect of the social enterprise aspect of it and just realize that's not a pearl company. When I hear those comments, um, it's, it was just overwhelming. So that's definitely a story that I'll always, always keep and always tell. And I think it's just, it's something that really means a lot to me. So yeah, yeah I can see why, I mean, it's powerful. It's powerful. And it's, it's interesting in the sense as well that, I mean, within an entrepreneurship or business, kind of the perception oftentimes from the outside is that, you know, it's, it's people that are constantly glued to the P&L. It's just like, you know, how much are we making? How much are we losing? And it's all about that. And oftentimes, perhaps those perceptions are, are based on, you know, reality for a lot of companies. But I don't think that's definitely the norm anymore, at least. And your business is one good example of that. I mean, there, there's something to be said for this human experience that we're all a part of and the, the impact that a business can have on people in different ways that fall outside the boundaries of just like, you know, a sale of an item or a service. And uh, the story that you just shared there is a perfect illustration of that, I feel. For that, that person, you know, what you're doing signifies and symbolizes a lot more creating these conversations and, uh, and helping others, hopefully, uh, moving forward. So powerful, powerful stuff there, Gabe. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. All right, well, we are rounding the bend into the last segment here, something called the crystal ball segment. We're looking towards the future, trends, predictions, so on and so forth. But for you personally, you're reaching the point where your high school career is starting to wind down. You'll be off to university soon. Um, where does that leave belong? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a great question, Chris. And I think, uh, yeah, and this is a tough one to answer, right? I mean, there's so many variables, right? But Certainly. for me, um, you know, I, I find I'm so excited for university and I'm able to continue that business legacy um, that I've started, right? So with belong, um, I do highlight it as an experience, not only just as an apparel company, because that's what, you know, the, the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from running Belong has been just, you know, bar none. And I think going to university, studying business administration, um, going, you know, to, to seek jobs. And I, I just feel like it's really, it's going to be super beneficial. Um, but in terms of Belong, I know every, everyone does ask me the question, am I going to yeah. be able to keep running? Um, so I'm not 100% sure yet. And, and there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, that, that can take an effect. So since Belong is an e-commerce based business, I can run anywhere I like, anywhere, anywhere in the world, as long as I have my computer. Right. Um, so I think I could keep it, uh, keep it running. I've, 
I, I just love it. And it's been just a great experience. So, I mean, having that with going to university, it can be tough too, right? Because as, as I've kind of known while doing a high school and running the business, it is kind of tough at times and it does take a lot of time out of your day. And, and it's just, it just depends. So I would say not 100% sure yet on where Belong's going to go. Um, but, you know, as just to kind of summarize, just Belong's been an absolutely bar none uh, learning experience and it's very prompt uh, promptly to maybe want to take a business administration university so i i'm so excited to pursue that i'm excited to get into the business industry i'm excited to share my story i'm excited to um learn more and i think yeah that's that's and i, I love the savings I, I think i think it's just great that uh you know to see a bit into the future and um yeah so really it's um it's uh, it's just going to be an unknown yet for belong, but I'm just I'll try to keep it uh, running as long as possible. So yeah, well we hope so. I hope so. One other quick question here uh, within the context of looking towards the future, you know, being immersed within this world of you know social awareness campaigns and, and social enterprise, are there any trends that consumers might might be seeing coming their way down the tracks? Yeah. So Chris, what I've noticed um, in a lot of the apparel-based industry. So one um, one thing. So there's basically two two major items that I've noticed. So number one, um, we're seeing a lot of new apparel um, coming out with that with the social enterprise or with meaning behind it. And I think that probably has happened before, but we're seeing it now than ever because that's what that's a big selling point, right? And that's what um, consumers look for is they want to see what differentiates one company between the next, right? And to give you a reason why, you know, you compare two companies and say, well, well, this one, this one's advocating for mental health and this one, you know, is not, or maybe, you know, doesn't use the, the high quality material, um, something like that. But another, uh, another, the other item I want to talk about is um, what the, uh, the apparel is comprised of. So um, what I've noticed is with apparel, there's been a lot more eco-friendly use. And I feel like we're going to be seeing more sustainable um, products and, and, and being, being used for, for apparel. So, um, you know, we've seen a lot more maybe Canadian made, let's say, um, which can be a bit more pricey or, or made or, um, materials that are, um, um, that are eco-friendly. And I think that's going to be a really big trend. And I, and I really hope it, it, it does continue to move that way because, I mean, it is a great selling point, but also, too, it's really great environmentally. I mean, we, as, as just a person, we know how much clothes we have. We know, you know, how we can outgrow them, how we can just throw them away because we don't, we, we don't like them, right? So I think it's great yeah. to have an eco-friendly aspect. And that's where I really think it's going. We're going to see the, the the continuation of the change from just the standard apparel company with a nice logo to we needed to, there's going to be more social change. There's going to be clothing mm. that, that that has the meaning and the eco friendly um, material and and that that, that uh, companies are going to be using is definitely going to be amplified in the next coming years as as we know the situation of climate change. So that's what yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you for sharing that. You know, when you were explaining that, one of the companies that comes to mind for me would be uh, Patagonia. I mean, they seem to have been leaders within that area. I mean, they have programs like, uh, you know, if you've had clothing, even upwards of five, 10 years that within their product line, and for example, the zipper's broken on it, you can send it into their factory, they'll fix it up for you, ship it back out to you. And I always found that, you know, quite, quite interesting. Of course, they're in the business of selling product. Yet at the same time, they're very, very vocal about the fact that you know, they understand that their industry at times can be, you know, quite, you know, well, bad in a way for the environment and, and not so sustainable you know, or eco-friendly. So they've you know, taken steps to try to alleviate these issues, maybe at the cost of, you know, selling extra or making more money, making more profits. 
But I think in doing so, it's smart. One, they have values for reasons. They care about the environment. They want to preserve it as much as they can. But then also it appeals to people. You know, I, for myself, the brand that I am willing to pay more for their goods because I know their values align with what I believe as well. So it's certainly a positive sort of development. And I hope to, uh, to see more of this uh, moving forward. All right. Well, I think we are drawing to a close here, Gabe, but I must say, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you. And I've already said this once, but what struck me in this conversation is that a lot of the ideas that you've you know, communicated today, again, if somebody is just tuning in here, they would have no idea this is coming from somebody who's 18, who started the company when they're 16. Looking at the website, same thing. I think where you're at, I mean, your own self-development, is uh, quite advanced, uh, to put it lightly. So yeah, it's, it's been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, what you've done is quite impressive. So thanks for coming on. Chris, I can't thank you enough for your kind words and for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, absolute honor. Our conversation has been great. And uh, thank you once again for having me, Chris. It's been, it's been amazing. For those interested in learning more about Gabe and his company, Belong, you can find and connect with them through the website, thebelongway.com, or socially, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Belong Way. If you like today's show, please be sure to share. I mean, it certainly helps, of course, grow the show, but also, too, I like how it brings us all together. We learn more about each other, the stresses, the pressures, and so on. Hey, it's never going to be a bad thing. Of course, too, you can also rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you access your podcasts. And also to be sure to head on over to YouTube. We just launched a channel there where you can get full video conversations of, uh, of these talks. If you do go over there, please hit the subscribe button. It helps more than you can know. And finally, don't forget to join us on the next episode of Life As A, where we'll continue to explore and unearth the details of professions and the people behind them. I'm your host, Christopher Schoenwald. Until next time, stay curious about life and living. Thank you.